This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 359. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 359. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. I'm so happy to be here with you today to be in your ear. I know we have a lot of new listeners right now. I just know that the show has been growing and so many of you have been sharing the show recently. So I have to say thank you. Thank you for those of you who share the show. This is how the audience grows. This is how the Shameless Mom Academy grows. This is how our community grows. And the bigger we get, the more support we can offer to shameless moms all over the world. The show was listened to in 140 countries. And also the more we can see women stand up, stand proud, shine, take up space, stand in their power, find their power, really dig into their passion and their purpose. So many things come when we build this community together. So I just can't thank you enough if you are someone who's out there sharing the show. There's people who I see sharing like every episode on social media and I hurt you so hard. I love it so much when I see you all sharing the show and I always comment and repost anything where the show gets tagged. So just know that I deeply appreciate that because it is my mission to make more shameless mamas and to help more women really step into their power. And I see that happening on such a massive level in our community. And it's such an honor to be a part of it. So if you're new, just know that you are in a safe and sacred place to do great things. And I can't wait to get started with you if you're brand new or if you've been here for a while. So 
The first thing we're going to do, as always in our Monday episode, is honor a shameless mom of the week. So shameless mom of the week goes to someone who leaves a review in iTunes to let me know how the show has impacted your life. So all you have to do to do this is just go into either your iTunes or Apple Podcasts app and leave a review for the show, or you can go straight there by going to shamelessmom.com slash review. That puts you right into the portal. And then you scroll down to where it says rate the show and write a review. And you rate the show by giving it however many stars you want, hopefully five, no pressure. And then you leave a review and just give me a few sentences letting me know how the show has impacted your life. And from there, you might be nominated as Shameless Mom of the Week. So Shameless Mom of the Week this week is Lilo Runner or Lilo Runner. And she says, refreshing and real. Sarah, thank you for your dedication to helping women lead healthier lives. Please continue to do what you're doing because this is clearly your calling as you're impacting so many people. Your honesty and down-to-earth personality resonates with me. I respect your humbleness and your level-headed, confident approach. It is inspiring. I've been listening to your podcast for almost a year and find every episode refreshing, entertaining, and oddly relevant to what I'm going through at the moment. I hope to meet you at Shameless MomCon in the future. Keep up the great work. Yes, I hope we meet at Shameless MomCon. You have to tell me who you are because I'm assuming your real name is not Lilo Runner. So I love this review. I'm so grateful that you're here. Miss Lilo Runner, Lilo Runner, I'm going to keep saying it probably incorrectly, but I'm so glad that you're here and getting a lot out of the show. And you're going to see me get real humble and level-headed today when I talk about, well, I don't know, maybe not so (laughs) level-headed because I almost blew a gasket last week. We'll get to that in a minute. But I do try to be very real about how things hit me. And we're going to get into that a little bit more today. And it's always my goal to be super transparent in the way I talk with you and let you and share things with you. It's always my goal to impact in terms of giving you tangible action steps that you can take to improve your life the day you listen to an episode. And it is always my goal to be really transparent and let you know like what's actually going on. And if you're in any of my membership community, Momentum Mamas, or my mastermind community, Tenacious Mamas, or if you're a coaching client, like I show you everything behind the scenes because I want you to know exactly how things work, exactly how things tick. I think it's really, really important. I think there can be a lot of facades around how women build businesses. And I want to break that down. So when I'm being real with you, like I'm being real with you and I will tell you all the things and I'm going to be real, real, real with you in just a minute here talking about something that happened last week. So I'm excited to dive in. So thank you, Lila Runner, for your review. Totally appreciate you. And congratulations on becoming Shameless Mom of the Week. So with all that said, let's go ahead and dive into today. This is going to be a fun conversation. So every once in a while, you post something on social media and it gets a little bit of traction. And what happens when you post something on social media that gains traction is the haters come out in droves. And I will tell you, so here's the transparency part. I don't really have any desire to be someone who goes viral because I know that with that comes a lot of ruthless comments. And I know that the way that I manage that kind of feedback, the way that I manage trolls and people just being super negative for the sake of being negative and people being really aggressive for the sake of being aggressive and funny at other people's expense, like all of that, it does not sit well with me. Like it gives me headaches and stomach aches. It gives me anxiety. It's a hard place for me to be. And for the most part, when I post on social media, I mean, I'm always really conscientious about what I say, how I say it, the words that I choose. But for the most part, I'm framing things really positively. On rare occasions, I will call someone out. And 
when I do that, I always have to brace myself and know that not everyone's going to agree with me. So last week, I kind of went big with this. I decided to call out Beyonce. And let's just say there are some risks that come when one calls out Beyonce on the internet. And I knew, I knew there was risks. I knew that I was setting myself up. And like right after I hit post, I'd been thinking about this post for about a week. And I was like, I have this information and I feel like it's irresponsible of me to not do anything with it. And also when I do something with this information in a public way, I am really putting myself out there to be eaten alive because we all know that people don't mess with Beyonce. Like there are few people that go against the grain when it comes to Queen Bay. She's up there with Oprah and like just it's always a love fest all the time. And here's the thing. I think Beyonce stands for a lot of great things. I think she's an amazing, dynamic, powerful female leader and female role model. But that doesn't mean that I need to agree with everything that she says and she does. And it doesn't mean that she doesn't need to be held accountable in the same way other female role models should be. So when we look at someone of Beyonce's stature, this is someone who is willingly, openly, gladly put themselves in the spotlight and stepped into a very big, prominent place as a public figure. And this is someone who has gained a tremendous amount from that in terms of, you know, obviously monetary benefits, but building a huge platform, having massive opportunities, being able to have impact in so many different ways, being able to be connected to the world in very unique and special ways. So this is someone who is very willingly put themselves out there to be a female leader of females and girls. And with that comes a huge responsibility. And sometimes that responsibility can be a burden. And I'm sure that there are times that Beyonce feels like her platform and her leadership is a burden because she is scrutinized and public figures are scrutinized constantly. I have like a minuscule amount of a platform in comparison and I get scrutinized and I get called out on things and I know it's, it's uncomfortable and I understand that there's a lot of responsibility that comes with having a platform, even though my platform is so tiny in comparison to hers, but it's a big responsibility. So here's what happened probably two weeks ago. So like the middle of July, middle to end of July, a video clip came out And I believe this was actually part of Homecoming. And I watched the first half of Homecoming. I haven't watched the whole thing. I just haven't gotten around to watching the second half. But I believe this was from the first half. So I actually think I had seen it before this clip came out. But this clip came out. It was a YouTube clip. And it was Beyonce stepping on the scale and noting her weight. And then it was her talking about getting back in shape, losing her baby weight from having her twins, getting back into really great shape before her big performance at Coachella. So this video starts out, it's a two and a half minute video. That's a promotion, by the way, it's a promotion for her, a 22 day nutrition planner. So it's a promotion for a weight loss protocol. The video starts out and it's her stepping on the scale. And she says, as she's stepping on the scale, she says, here we go. Every woman's worst nightmare 175 pounds, which shows her weight as 175 pounds. And then she's like, let's do this. And then it launches into showing her working out and changing her nutrition habits to more plant-based nutrition and how she went about losing this baby weight. So I had seen some sound bites about this clip about her worst nightmare. Beyonce's worst nightmare is weighing 175 pounds. And then I saw the video. And so I put up a post. I put the same post up on social media, on Instagram and on Facebook. You can go find it both places. It's a picture of Beyonce 
is the main picture for both posts. And so I put it up there calling her out for identifying every woman's worst nightmares weighing 175 pounds. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. So a couple things happened, and I'm going to read you the exact post in a minute. So actually, I'll read you the exact post now because I think it'll make more sense. So here's the post that I put up. I said, Beyonce recently claimed that she faced, quote, every woman's worst nightmare, unquote, when she stepped on the scale to see that she weighed 175 pounds after giving birth to twins. I understand to defy the words of Queen Bey is high risk, but it's a risk I will take every damn day until we can get over the brainwashing and the total mind effery, which I spelled out of diet culture. I've struggled with my own body image my entire life. I've weighed 175 pounds at a few points in my life. I know what it feels like to have your entire sense of self-worth be wrapped up in the number you see on the scale first thing in the morning. Sadly, most women know this pain and degradation. But when one of the most powerful and influential women in the world claims this to be every woman's worst nightmare, the impact and the risk of trauma to women and young girls across the globe is more than I can bear. When I think of every woman's worst nightmare, I think of losing a child, burying a partner, defamation of character, fighting cancer, facing homelessness, rape, being rejected by a parent or a partner or a child, watching a friend die too young, losing the physical or mental capacities to do the things one loves the most, workplace sexism, discrimination, or harassment loss of human rights, including reproductive rights. 
If every woman's worst nightmare is to weigh 175 pounds, we have so much more work to do to dismantle diet culture and the patriarchy that is instilled in us that any number on a scale should define or limit us in any way. Beyonce, your voice is loud. Much of your audience is vulnerable. Please do not suggest your nightmare belongs to all women. It is dangerous and gravely irresponsible. So that's the post that went up on Instagram and on Facebook. So for those of you who are like social media gurus, you might be interested to know that on Instagram, and they have similar followings in terms of numbers, and they got similar amounts of comments and likes and all that kind of thing. But on Instagram, all positive. (laughs) Everyone was like, yes, this is irresponsible. I can't believe she said that, blah, blah, blah. On Facebook, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So there was a lot of responses that were very similar to Instagram in terms of like, yes, this is totally inappropriate. She shouldn't say that. Like this is, you know, this was a misstep or I can't believe it. And this is horrifying and screw diet culture and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then, and then there was people who were concerned that the shameless mom was shaming another woman. And there was a man who wanted to explain to me how diet culture worked and how I was just doing this to go viral. And I was like, dude, going viral is such a big headache. It's like an anxiety attack that I can't afford to have because going viral is like subjecting yourself to the wolves. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to go viral. Like that's actually way more stress than I can handle. I just want to dismantle diet culture. Dismantling diet culture would be a far greater achievement than going viral. So I had this really interesting kind of mix of reactions and people who were very defensive and offended by my post on Facebook, but that didn't happen at all on Instagram. So that was really interesting to me. So here's the thing. One of the things that came up around this is people saying that I was shaming another woman and we should just all be supporting each other and building each other up and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yes. Yes. We should be supporting each other and building each other up. And also when you are a public figure who has volunteered to live your life in the public eye and who has profited greatly from your stage, from the opportunities that you have had and you are knowingly a global role model for women and children, you have to be held accountable for your words. Now, I don't think that when Beyonce said that it was her nightmare to step on the scale publicly and see it that she weighed 175 pounds, I don't think that she meant that to be harmful in any way. I know that she's an advocate for women. I know that she supports women of all sizes. I know that she is not someone who's like trying to be 110 pounds in a size two. I know this. And also, we have to hold female leaders accountable because... It is only through dismantling diet culture and the patriarchy that has built diet culture that women will have adequate, appropriate, powerful leadership on a global scale. So we have to be looking to call out people who very innocently make these kinds of statements because they're not okay. And Beyonce is human, just like the rest of us. So I love me some Beyonce. I think she's a female role model who's done some phenomenal things. I think she's had tremendously positive impact on women and girls across the globe. And also, if she's going to continue to do that, which she will, obviously, like she's not going anywhere. She has to be really aware of 
how is she also a victim of diet culture and how is she perpetuating that in her messaging? And those messages are so subtle and they're so little that that comment probably came out of her mouth with absolutely no thought behind it. Because to say it's every woman's worst nightmare to step on the scale in front of everyone, like no one's going to disagree with that. No one wants to step on the scale in front of the world. But why? Why should women feel shame in stepping on the scale in front of the world? Because we live in a societal construct, a social construct that puts value on a number on the scale and associates a woman's worth with that value. So if you are upholding that value by saying that this is your worst nightmare, then that's extremely problematic. Beyonce might be just as innocent of a victim as everyone else. And also she needs to know that everyone's watching her and that these kinds of comments are damaging and dangerous and starving herself, which you see her doing where she's visibly saying like, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm exhausted in homecoming is promoting diet culture. And she might be doing it with a really specific goal for this one performance. And that might be part of her job. And this came up on my post as well, where people were saying, well, this is her job in the public eye, yada, yada not disagreeing with that, not disagreeing that she feels that she needs to show up in a certain way. But when you decide to then make a video of your experience of you starving for 22 days and share that with the world and then create a food plan that you're going to sell to people around that plan, you are promoting, perpetuating diet culture and you are promoting and perpetuating helping women and girls shrink and upholding that ideal that women are more valuable when they're smaller. So if she personally wants to lose weight, fine, have at it, no problem. Like that is not an offensive thing. The problem is when on a public stage, YouTube, or Netflix, or wherever you are putting up your videos on a public stage as one of the biggest female leaders in the world, you are demonstrating how you went to great painful lengths to shrink your body. The message comes through loud and clear to the rest of the women on a global scale that we are more valuable when we are smaller, that we should always be trying to be smaller, that we should always be trying to shrink our bodies, that we should always be trying to weigh less, that we should be looking to get those tight flat abs and tight buns and to fit into a certain size and to reach a certain number on the scale. And what does that do for the woman who just lost 50 pounds and reached her goal weight of 175 pounds? What does that do for a woman who has struggled with her weight her entire life and thought Beyonce was this amazing role model who was curvy and totally cool with it and looked amazing and confident all the time. And then you see her behind the scenes in this video starving herself. So with this level of fame comes a level of assumed accountability and responsibility. So this isn't me shaming another woman. This is holding a global leader accountable for her words. And there's a huge, huge difference. And I think that was missed by a few people. I also think that it's okay to see a flaw in someone. I think it's okay to say Beyonce is amazing and she made a big misstep here. And that's how I see it. So I think people were like really upset that I saw a flaw in Queen Bay. And here's the thing. You can respect someone's work and you can respect someone's integrity and also not respect something that they say or do. And I am a very black and white kind of thinker. And this has taken me a very long time to get to this. 
for sure. Because I am someone who like, if I see someone take a misstep, I'm like, oh, done, done. Like I'm dismissing them. They lost all credibility. And I actually learned, this is going to maybe sound funny to some of you because (laughs) you know my discomfort sometimes with sending my child to Catholic school because I have a lot of discomfort with the Catholic church. I was raised in the Catholic church. I come from a long line of Catholic people and I'm sending my kid to Catholic school and I have a lot of feelings around that and a lot of conflicting feelings around that because there's a lot of stuff that the church does that I do not agree with at all that I'm actually like highly insulted by and I find a lot of their beliefs to be super antiquated and disgusting. That said, we belong to a parish and my child goes to Catholic school and this is something that I kind of struggle to rectify at times, but I was at church about a year ago and the priest was talking about that in any system, whether it's in the Catholic church or Beyonce's the church of Bay, that there will be things that you love and there will be things that you're not on board with. And that's anywhere. There will always be the parts where you're like, I'm not into that. Like I completely disagree with this piece. And then this piece over here, like, yes, I'm all in. And those things can actually coexist, that you can be in a system and support a system and say, like, I disagree with this and with this and in this, and I'm offended by this and I'm angry about this and I don't believe in this. And this is very upsetting and unsettling to me. And also, I will still support and uphold other components of the system. So in the Church of Bay, I will say that... Yes, she's an amazing leader. Yes, she's dynamic and powerful. And she shows so many little girls what's possible. And we need to have leaders who do that. And we need to have women of color who do that. Like this is so, so significant and so important. And also someone can make a misstep and still be an awesome person. And in my opinion, this is a misstep. It's a misstep for Beyonce to be publicly speaking about her weight and stepping on the scale in front of the world being her biggest nightmare. It's a misstep for her to be promoting a weight loss tool. That I think is a misstep. And I also think it's an indication that she's human just like everyone else and potentially brainwashed and indoctrinated into diet culture and a victim just like the rest of us. And not everyone's going to agree with that statement, but I also think that that's what it is, right? It was an interesting experience for me to go through and read all these comments and see like who agreed with me, who was on board, who wasn't. The level in which people would not let go of the conversation, the high level of ingratiation of diet culture and people pardoning and excusing and dismissing her comments. So there was a few comments on the Facebook string where people were saying, well, she didn't really mean that. And you're being overly offended and you're being super sensitive and like things along those lines. So some of you might think I'm being like hypersensitive to this, but that doesn't make me wrong. And I think that we have to look at when you have a high level of ingratiation, a high level of indoctrination into a culture such as diet culture, it's real easy to excuse and pardon and dismiss a whole lot of things. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. 
I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really easy to dismiss and pardon little comments and little backhanded compliments and little like side conversations about women shrinking and about what a woman should look like and about how much a woman should weigh and about if certain clothes look good on certain body types and blah, 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 all those things, right? That just speaks to the high level of indoctrination. That doesn't mean that someone's being overly sensitive. It means that someone's seen something. Like see something, say something. So I think that we have to be really clear on when we see people, and I think this happens a lot in current times because people are, there's a lot of things to be really sensitive about right now. I think we have to look at maybe we do need to make space for people to be really sensitive because there's a lot of things happening right now where we need to be looking at how can we protect vulnerable populations. And it's on the shoulders of the people in power. For example, white people have the power to protect black people. Thin people have the power to protect, and I should actually say protect and elevate. So white people have the power to protect and elevate black people more than black people have the power to do it on their own because of the power that white people are innately given. Same thing goes for thin people. Thin people need to protect and elevate fat plus size overweight people because thin people innately have more power and opportunity to do so. Able-bodied people need to protect and elevate people who are not as able-bodied because they are the ones who have the power, who have the opportunities, because they are innately given those opportunities. This goes for any level of ism you can think of. Men need to protect and elevate women because they are the ones who have power and opportunity on a grander scale. So we have to be looking at when people are like, oh, they're just being so sensitive. So guys might be saying this all the time about women in the workplace. Oh, here she goes. Women in the workplace, sexism. When men are thinking that women are being too hypersensitive, you need to check yourself and say, oh, wait, it's my job to protect and elevate. It's my job to protect and elevate the person who doesn't have the same opportunity as me. So here I am. I'm sitting here as a white woman, a reasonably thin woman, an able-bodied woman, My job is to protect and elevate the women of color, the women who are overweight, the women who are less able-bodied than myself, right? So we have to be looking out for all those places where we feel like people might be being, oh, they're just being so sensitive. They're being like overly defensive. They're reading too much into it. No, we have to be listening. We have to be listening. So I want you to think about maybe where you stand on this, where you see this happening. I think this happens a lot. This happens where we see people that we 
really admire make these missteps all the time. I see this in my communities all the time. People that I look up to as mentors routinely let me down. <laughs> like hashtag every damn day. There are people that I look up to as mentors in business and in personal development and in coaching. And I think, oh, I want to build a business just like them. And then they'll do something or say something. And I'm like, not like that though. They make missteps. People make missteps. And sometimes you're a victim of the system and part of the problem at the same time. So when Beyonce got on the scale and said it was her worst nightmare to be weighed in front of all these people and have that weight show up as 175 pounds. She's a victim of diet culture and she's also contributing to the problem by making that statement. You can be a victim and part of the problem at the same time. So I want you to just think about where do you fall in all that? Like how do you respond when you're in those situations where there are these little offhanded comments? What does that look like? What does that feel like? How are you stepping up, standing up, showing up? to protect and elevate people who need to be protected and elevated. And if you truly do stand for all women, if you stand for women of color, if you stand for plus size people, women, if you stand for, you know, people of different abilities, if you stand for women in leadership, all those things, like, what does that really mean? Because it means that you might have to get your hands a little bit dirty and stand up for someone in a really uncomfortable way, like posting that you are, in disagreement with something that Beyonce said on the internet. So I think this is a really valuable, this was eye-opening to me for sure. It was really valuable. I'm glad that I put up the post. I will also tell you that it gave me like a massive headache by Wednesday or Thursday, I think it was Wednesday night that I was like, oh my God, my head, I can't handle it. (laughs) Can't handle the conflict. Can't handle the people that are, they won't let go of the conversation. There was this one woman, there's just for laughs, let's just talk about, and this is I mean, I'll just say her name because it's a public post. So Sabrina, bless. So there's this woman, Sabrina. If you go to the post, you'll see all of her comments. And she kept on saying she was leaving the conversation. So she would basically yell at me over and over again for being not credible and promoting misinformation. And then she was like, you obviously aren't my people. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. And then I would comment and be like, okay, well, I guess we just disagree. But thanks for sharing your resources. And then she'd come back and like have a whole nother train of thought for me. So finally she said, I keep trying to leave here, but you're not letting me. And I was like, what? (laughs) No one, I don't understand how someone's not letting you unfollow a page. It was very interesting. At a certain point, like you just have to laugh because there are people who get so engaged. And this was a lesson for me. They get so engaged in the heat of the conversation that they like can't take a deep breath and see anything outside of their own mental space and their own frustrations or defensiveness or their own arguments about the whole thing. And if you find yourself in that space, I encourage you to take a deep breath. And I will tell you, like, I had to just walk away and be like, I can't, even though I really want to, like, I really wanted to, because it's kind of fun for me to banter back and forth. But I was like, I need to step away from this because I can't have fun at this person's expense. And they're clearly like, this is not a conversation. This person's just digging themselves in a deeper and deeper hole. And it doesn't serve me to contribute. And it doesn't serve my community to contribute or engage. And it's not serving this person to engage. So I'm just going to step back now and let her quote unquote leave. As she said, she's tried to do three times, but apparently I wasn't letting her. So I think that we also have to like take a deep breath and just walk away sometimes. And that was another lesson to me to like, I'm just not going to comment. I have a lot more to say to this person about this topic 
And also, I don't think that either of us are in a place to make any headway with the other person. So we're just going to go ahead and leave it at that. (laughs) And hashtag bless, hashtag bye is what I had said by the time I was done with this post. I was like, hashtag bless, hashtag bye for some of these conversations and perspectives that just really aren't going to change no matter where the conversation goes. So that was also another, another little learning moment for me. So if this conversation was valuable to you, And especially if you think that there's other people that need to be hearing about this conversation, that need to be hearing about how we can look at the messaging or in diet culture, how we can look at women promoting other women, women elevating other women, how we can look at the majority promoting, protecting, and elevating minority populations on any level, please do share this episode. I think it's a really valuable conversation. It's why I stuck my neck out there because I think it's a conversation that needs to be had and it needs to be had among women and it needs to be had among women who want to hold other women to a really high level of accountability. Again, in order to put women, more women in positions of power and positions of leadership and ownership and women taking up space rather than shrinking literally or figuratively. And that's really the take home at the end of it. We need to be putting women in positions to take up space, to have loud, proud voices in leadership. And when we are encouraging women on any level to shrink their physical bodies in any way, and especially through discomfort and being hungry all the time, we are taking away women's power to be loud leaders on a global level. Thank you for listening. Share the episode. Tag me. I'll tag you back. I'll repost your shares. And I can't wait to be with you. See you, be with you in a few days for the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show. So you never miss an episode. You can do that directly. If you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, that will put you in Apple podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. 
My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.